Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This is my kind of music, Alice. This is Tom Shattuck's kind of music. This is burn barrel type music. This is the Middlesex Concert Band. Alice and I have seen live before. Yes, at Mount Hood. And I've been to a few of their kids' concerts, uh, including one with an instrument petting zoo. Ooh. Check out a Middlesex Concert Band concert on Sunday, June 5th at 3 p.m. in Wakefield's state-of-the-art performing arts center in the Galvin Middle School. Normally, admission is $15 for adults, but this time it's free to everyone, thanks to a generous, anonymous donation. I like free. Ooh, yes, now more than ever. The concert called Stories in Music is a presentation of music that's been used to tell some of our favorite stories. More details are at www.mcbconcertband.org. That's www.mcbconcertband.org. Org. Again, the concert is at the Galvin Middle School in Wakefield, Massachusetts on Sunday, June 5th at 3 p.m. Albie, it hasn't even been a month. Hasn't even been a month and we've had our first... Um... The jungle-like uh, tragedy happened at an evil corporation, and thankfully, who wrote the jungle? Sinclair. Yes, Upton Sinclair. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, though, the good guys are pushing back. They are taking a stand, Alice. And this is truly, um, this is truly inspirational. What we've seen go on here. Uh, Dateline. Dateline, um, Cleveland Circle, Brighton slash Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, de- the this is in the Boston patch, and this is important. This is a piece of history that's happening okay. right here. Brighton Starbucks workers protest in first chain strike in Boston. Workers decided to strike Tuesday. That's today. The day after the manager said to keep serving coffee as the roof leaked Monday morning, once again, 
the day workers decided to strike Tuesday, the day after the manager said to keep serving coffee, even as the roof leaked Monday morning. That sounds really hazardous. Yes. I can't imagine what it would be like to have a roof leak where you're trying to serve coffee. This is, and if you see the pictures here, this is 50 times worse than the Great Molasses Flood that hit the North End. I would think so. Dateline posted more than 30 Starbucks employees and supporters rallied at a Brighton Starbucks in Cleveland Circle Tuesday morning in the chain's first unionized Boston strike, citing unsafe working conditions on Memorial Day. (laughs) I can't. (sighs) Yes, Alice, this is very important. Um, Very important what's happening here. I don't even know where to begin. You know, honey, sometimes when I feel down, I think what I need is to, you know, see that somebody else is having a worse day than me so that I can be grateful. I don't know what you think is amusing about this, Alice. I think in this case, it's actually making me feel better that somebody is having what they think is a worse day than me, but they're actually not. This is, here we go, from, from our Cleveland Circle in Brighton supporting our SBU Workers United, SB, here they are, Alice. We make the coffee. We make the coffee. You don't need coffee. Who makes coffee? We make the coffee. You don't need coffee. Those are college educated, and I use monstrous quotes here, um, adults. You're going to be forgiving their debt soon. Who makes the coffee? We make the coffee. Who makes the coffee? They make the coffee. Do you understand that they make the coffee? That's right. But Wait, the, can right I now, unionize? Because I right, make coffee every day. Right now, we're not. Ma- they're not making coffee because um, because they're on strike. Now they're angry as well that they're not getting paid during the strike, which is another problem. So uh, yes, more than thirty Starbucks employees supporters rallied at Brighton Starbucks in Cleveland Circle Tuesday morning. The chains first used the unionized Boston strike, citing unsafe working conditions on Memorial Day. They were told to keep serving coffee as the roof leaked yellow water onto them and the beverages, several employees told Patch. This is our first unionized strike in Boston so far, employee organizer Willow Montana confirmed as she held a microphone in one hand. We became a union shop as of two weeks ago. Already going great. This is perfect. I don't so now think it's the, the be their unionized last shop, somehow. the new unionized shop, which they needed to work with their partners, they were told that they were partners in Starbucks, is now two weeks in because we had some rain the other day and there's a leaky ceiling in one of Boston's many 150-year-old buildings. Um, the the since being unionized now, it only took two weeks to come for the place to come to a grinding halt. As she spoke, the growing crowd chanted... By the way, this patch person is doing a lot of work for these people. As she spoke, the growing uh, crowd chanted, Baristas united, we'll never be divided. Cars honked their horns in solidarity for the strikers while workers handed out flyers about the situation. When baristas are under attack, what do we do, she yelled. We fight back, the group chanted. I was told not to come in yesterday, Montana said, noting she works the closing shift. I don't think it's fair that we're losing out on pay. 
Well, the chain has been in the spotlight nationally and locally after Alston and Brighton voted last month to unionize. It was the store's manager's response to the roof leakage on Monday that prompted employees to shut down the coffee shop. Although tensions already had been brewing. Wait, but I get it. I get it. But wait, don't you have to? I mean, maybe I'm not educated about this. Like, maybe I'm thinking of public sector unions because I know they can't strike except Mm -hmm. under very specific circumstances. But even when you have a private union, like, isn't it negotiated as part of your contract under what conditions you can strike and like how much warning you have to give and stuff? Like, you've worked in places that are unionized before. Like, can people just decide that, like, somebody spilled something on the floor so it's now unsafe and they're going on strike? Like, or... Do they? I mean, no. Like, it usually takes a little more, but this the water was yellow, Alice. Don't you? Don't seem to understand. This is bigger than that, the Fukushima <laughs> Fukushima plant disaster. This is bigger than three miles. I feel island. like it's usually like part of the contract, the you, circumstances under which you can strike. But I, I mean, maybe maybe it works that way. Maybe the roof leaks and you get to not show up for work and get paid. But my guess is probably if they're not being paid for their strike that. That they're probably doing it outside the union contract, too. Well, the chain has been in the spotlight nationally and locally after Alston and Brookline voted last month to unionize. It was the store's manager's response to the roof leaking on Monday that prompted employees to shut down the coffee shop, although tensions already had been brewing about what they say were unfair wages. Alice, to your question. So that would tell me that they don't have a contract. To your question, Alice. Uh Uh-huh. They're not in this to wait on legal to negotiate with the arbitrator to do this, to do that. They're Isn't that stri- what no, no, being no, no, in a union no, 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 is? They're striking, man. Don't you understand? <clears throat> they were put in danger, man. They're striking. They want to th- go. You're missing the point. They want to do the fun stuff. They're not going to wait for negotiations and the contract legalese. I think these are adults for- who want to do the fun stuff. They're LARPing. When you do LARPing, you go and play sword fighting, Alice. You don't you sit at and go over battlefield maps for two and a half hours. I think they're in for a rude shock about what being in a union is actually like, because I think it's a lot of contract negotiations and legal department stuff. I came in yesterday and there was water all over the ground, said Corey Miller, who had come in at 3 a.m. because he was in charge of the shift for the holiday. It went from a trickle to a stream. I called the manager as I was cleaning it up, and I put down a bucket. He just told me, so I put down another bucket. Miller, who has worked there for eight years, reported the leak, but was told that no one would come fix it on the Memorial Day holiday. More like, no one would come fix it on the Memorial Day holiday. Well, and doesn't that just tell you that the reason you're in the position you are in where you have to work in a leaking Starbucks on Memorial Day when your friends are out having fun is because you didn't do something smart like go to evoke and uh, learn how to fix leaky right. ceilings because the people who can fix leaky ceilings are in demand enough and make enough money and have enough uh, work coming their way on its own that they don't have to work Memorial Day if they don't want to. Right. Well, you don't seem to understand. The oppressors cared less about the life-threatening uh, conditions. He said, Manager Marvin Harris, sounds like an intimidating figure, mm-hmm. Pinkerton Mar- Marvin Harris, told him to keep Starbucks open despite water pouring over the counter and saturating the floor, causing a safety hazard. By the way, being a roofer is actually one of the most dangerous jobs in the country. Right. 
the roof leak occurred over the corner area where customers, this person, this patch person is really making the case, really making the case for these guys. Guys, not What's right going now. on? What's happening? Okay, out. Out, 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 out. Play nice and out. Oh, 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 oh. The roof leak occurred over the corner area. Guys. The roof leak occurred over the corner area where customers pick up their beverages, he explained. By 8.40 a.m., yellow water from the roof dripped onto cups and equipment and eventually wet the electrical wires. Uh-oh. It was torrential, Miller said. There was no way to stop it. Our water filtering system came right off the walls. When it rains, it pours, he added, noting that workers lost out on holiday pay and will continue to lose wages as long as they're on strike. Once again, that tells me they're not striking within right. their contract. So you guys were petulant, decided to be LARPing heroes, and they're not paying you to not work, but to have fun being on strike. Oh, not I hope they're all fired. He called Harris again Monday morning in the hope that he would allow the store to close. We were getting splashed by this yellow water, Miller said, noting that the flooded floor made it unsafe for customers. Harris came to assess the situation, but told employees to keep serving drinks at the door. Miller said Harris then called the district manager who told, who told them to shut it down. I'm not trying to slam him, Miller said, but there was no way our district manager would want us to serve coffee covered in yellow water. There were other reasons for the strike, he explained, including what he said were unfair wages. Oh, so it's not just the yellow water. There are other reasons for the strike, he explained, including the unfair wages and a breakdown in communication between employees and management. But this situation was the tipping point for Miller. Man, this patch person is writing for a Pulitzer. This is pathetic who is it i don't know i'll tell you in a minute i tried calling hold on i'll I'll turn uh mary ellen gambon patch staff Mm, i don't know her um i tried calling my manager and the district manager three times to see if we should open today he said they wouldn't take my calls so here we are well i'm sorry about that uh dude you're on strike remember (laughs) barista mariah sunday has been working at this Starbucks for four months. I was supposed to work three to nine, she said. The water was coming down like a waterfall all over the espresso machines and the cups in the counter. We were told to take the drinks to the door and serve them. Sunday, she said she was concerned because it hadn't rained in a few days, so all the water had pooled and could have formed bacteria, then dripped onto cups and employees. Huh. Man, they are conscientious workers. And it's like really amazingly coincidental that the roof first leaked two weeks after they unionized. Mm-hmm. All the water had pooled. I was concerned. I'm, this is, I'm concerned. It hasn't rained for a few days. If any water is up on this roof, it will have pooled now and grown bacteria. I thought that everything should have just been shut down then, she added. I would have just given out gift cards to customers. Well, that's why you're not in mayor. <laughs> why would she have given out gift because cards? Because water, man. Because mean management should just give out gift cards. They're really rich. The store is frequented by Boston College students and area professionals. Now the steady stream of customers has been shut out, shut down by a flood. 
It wasn't a safe place for us to be, nor an attractive one, said Natalie, a barista who said she was told by the manager to serve coffee from the door. Safety and attractiveness matters in retail. So does making money so that you can pay your employees. These places don't operate on huge margins. And that means handing coffee to people in exchange for cash, not handing (laughs) gift cards. She said she got mixed messaging from management about staying open. There was water raining from the light socket, she continued. We couldn't make espresso drinks. I didn't feel great about inviting people into a space that was actively raining. The BC student added that she worked that day because of the holiday pay that she now won't receive. The staff of about 20 members, you guys bitched and moaned about the yellow water. So there you go. No more yellow water, okay? The BC student added that she worked that day because of the holiday pay that the sh- she now won't receive. The staff of about 20 members has been extremely supportive of each other during the situation. I'll bet they have. Jacob de Blacourt, a director of public policy for Boston City Council at large, Julia Mejia, and a local resident joined in the protest. Mejia serves as the council's chair of the C- Committee of Labor, Workforce, and Economic Development. I saw it on Twitter and I live right around the corner, he said. I also wanted to come on beha- come out on behalf of Councillor Mejia to see what we could do. That's great. A protester who asked to be identified as Constance, a regular customer, as well as a fellow barista at an area coffee house, noted similar issues regarding wages in the industry. I just think it's really important for us to stand together, Constance said. When we come out here, we stand up for each other. Bleep happens. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't honestly make me feel a lot better about the um, the state of the restaurant industry in general, that um, that people feel this way and that the city of Boston is joining in the protest essentially like the people that run the city i'm sure mayor Wu, if anyone asks her or something is going to be all excited to support them too or whatever but you know it's it's good to know that with this stuff going on where the world is not allowed to function like a normal place that uh the people in government in boston in the boston area are on the side of the dysfunction and the stuff not working right exactly there's one picture of one of the protesters here earlier today sitting on a bench uh that's pe- that they've got packed with dunkin donuts product just to show them mm. of course that is they're boycotting the, that is the unionized not working now closed starbucks representative union people now displaying the goods of the Dunkin' Donuts, which is non-unionized, which is working just fine today. She's holding a sign that says, Starbucks, I won't choose between unionizing and, comp- and comprehensive trans health benefit. So Wait, really? Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yep, right on. She's right on topic. Absolutely. <laughs> I thought this was about yellow water. Dude. <laughs> no, it's, it's about we need to pay for somebody's top surgery. Yes, it's about okay. all of the things. Yes, it's about all of the things. That's okay. exactly right. And How so, do indigenous people fit in? Oh, there's, <laughs> that is, okay. I guarantee you, in there somewhere. An acknowledgement. Okay. I'm surprised this didn't start with a land acknowledgement. Oh, good to know. And, and, and so, so but, but, you know, as some of my callers have mentioned, remember, Starbucks back in the... Uh, uh, um, 
the uh, pre-George Floyd in back um, w- with hands up, don't shoot. Remember, Starbucks was telling its baristas to have healthy race dialogues with customers. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. And before that, remember, uh, the CEO Schultz had he didn't want people to bring their guns to Starbucks after right. some gun thing that happened might even have been Sandy Hook. I don't remember. But yeah, it's just funny because I like the further we go on, the more I think that these industries just aren't going to survive this like paroxysm that our society is in right now. And it's funny. So we if you are one of our Patreon followers and supporters, thank you very much. But um, uh, we appreciate you a lot. And you got to hear us on our Sunday show. We talked a little about a restaurant experience we had and how it made us wonder if the restaurant industry was doomed, even though the restaurant was lovely. Um, But, you know, it just things are not normal in restaurant world. And somebody did message to tell us that um, the Chili's was hopping when they went to go pick up food at the Chili's near them, which is good to hear. I'm glad to hear that. Hopefully, hopefully somewhere survives where people can go out to eat. But it's funny that we had that conversation because then this weekend, the socialists on Twitter, socialist Twitter was all a buzz because they were debating whether or not once we achieve true socialism, um, whether or not restaurants will still exist. So because they can't figure out if that's something that's like purely happens in capitalist societies or if there's like a way to make restaurants socialist or if they're, you know, inherently exploitative. So and I think the person that started it, as far as I can tell, is this rando on Twitter who said, why do people think restaurants are basically fine and would still exist under socialism? For Christ's sake, please, for half a second, just think about it. Really getting my mind blown this morning. 90% of workers in restaurants would rather be doing something else. Do you think anybody wants to be waitstaff or a kitchen <laughs> porter? And if you enjoy it, and even if you enjoy it, 90% of the work is wage labor drudgery. Um, so this like debate happened and a bunch of people we're debating it which is interesting because it's like they're almost at the point of a revelation which is why which is that the reason why people do crummy jobs that aren't fun to do mm-hmm. is because people pay them to do it right um and so if you have a system where we're not paying people to do stuff no one's going to want to do the crummy jobs and since they all think that like they're going to be artists supported by the state or something in socialism that you know they're going to get to explore their talents as a musician with free healthcare mm-hmm. when we finally achieve socialism. There, it's not. It hasn't occurred to them that the uh, people's army is going to be pointing a gun at them, making them do the wage drudgery, but only not for wages this time. So, but anyway, they can't figure out if restaurants would exist. There were like a bunch of debates, and you know, some people said that um, under socialism, we'll just have communal kitchens. Where people will volunteer who just love cooking and feeding oh, right. other people. They'll right. just, you know, get together and feed other people and everyone will help clean up and be a part of it. Um, so that's what will happen under socialism. It'll be more like a cafeteria. And this like kind of blew up and got big enough that even Matt Iglesias, formerly of Vox and currently of Substack, weighed in and he said, um, I, I think parts of this, he's kidding, but... Uh, 
which parts I think are kind of lift up to your imagination. He said on Twitter yesterday, needless to say, under socialism, we're not going to have bourgeois restaurants with their capitalist owners, table service, chefs, low wages and tip dependent business model. The future is state owned quick service between McDonald's, <laughs> Taco Bell, Subway, Domino's and Starbucks. All the culinary needs of a town or neighborhood can be met with a handful of standardized products that can be collectively owned and scientifically managed by the state with labor productivity high and competition limited. The work in these facilities will not be glamorous, but can offer decent pay and stable schedules we associate with post-war manufacturing jobs. The quick-serve SEOs will still compete in foreign markets to stay nimble. In addition to the big five dining chains, during summer months, Dairy Queen locations will also operate, using the extra labor availability provided by high school students on summer vacation. All teens are required to do summer Dairy Queen shifts as a part (laughs) of the educational process. We're talking small DQs here that would basically just serve ice cream, allowing grill and chill or brazier format stores would introduce senseless overlap with the big five. The goal here is summer ice cream availability, not steak fingers. Thanks to federalism, there is some chance that individual states will also operate their own fast food franchises as an expression of local culture. Duncan in Massachusetts, In-N-Out in California, Chick-fil-A in Georgia. We acknowledge the diversity amidst equality. Is this guy for real? Is this satire? Who knows anymore? I do seriously believe that a society with abundant energy could and should generate labor demands so robust that it's basically uneconomical to operate full-service restaurants for mainstream clientele. And then he does joking at the end with the hand claps in it. Mm. Every waiter is a policy failure. So, which I think is an interesting point, ultimately, when he like does get to his point at the mm-hmm. end of his sort of long joke, which is kind of what we were noting this past weekend which is that um in the labor market that we have today i don't know how restaurants can economically survive right it just doesn't make sense at the wages that you have to pay people to stick around i mean uh, restaurants around here at least are paying back of the house people like 20 bucks an hour to start who've never worked in a kitchen before Mm -hmm. and that's like I mean, I I don't see how they can make enough food to no. make it make and, that and make they, sense. They're trying to keep profit margins reasonable, so you don't scare the hell out of people. Right. And at the same time, you... consumers now are the, the the power of the buck has been decreased, and and all of their supply prices are way through the roof. This it's just, it's impossible. Yeah, and then you have Michelle Wu charging you however many thousand dollars to be able to operate outdoor dining or whatever things, and you have the city supporting when your workers go on strike and won't even let you sell a bare minimum of coffees to like pay the rent and pay your workers now that they're unionized. I mean, it's, it's crazy, and... I mean, I think we are, and I know the last couple of years have been brutal on the restaurant industry, but I, I don't think the pain is over in that industry, anywhere near over. I think no. I think we're about to see when this like recession starts to hit, the real recession that's coming. I think that we're about to see a, a restaurant um, apocalypse, the likes of which we didn't see in COVID. Yeah, and that sucks. And already, you know, it's... It- Maybe it was going to happen eventually, maybe not, but it is too bad. Like even the even the hotel experience is different than it was even 10 years ago, certainly than mm-hmm. 20 years ago. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I mean, you don't find front-of-the-house employees. It, barely at all. You oh, have yeah. somebody who's essentially going to scan your credit card right now. This is what they're doing. I'm sure it could be easily automated at this point. Um, and uh, hand you a key, and then that is that is really it. There's nobody. There's nobody helping with luggage anymore, and things. There aren't any bellmen, doorman. You know, in most places there aren't. It's self parking now. It's not valets or anything like that. Valley companies are expensive too. I mean this. I think it's just, I, I can't imagine. It's just, it, things are just a lot, lot different. But also, if you're a parent of a kid who's in $200,000 college debt and who obviously went sideways and just sucks. And, and worked is, at Starbucks for eight at Starbucks, years. <laughs> who now is at Starbucks, who now has, in lieu of doing anything actually productive in their lives, who now is part of the union movement at Starbucks, who's managed now to shut down their Starbucks with a strike and now is kvetching about not being paid for it because their life was in danger. First of all, as a parent, obviously, I would personally uh, certainly excommunicate that person, but not after I talked to them on the phone and laughed my ass off. If if I ever did that, was an employee like that, and, you and I told strike. my dad, <laughs> my dad would get never a, a never-ending supply of of joy from my pain. And rightfully so. I mean, how are you a parent and you allow your useless, ingrate child to behave like this? It's freaking disgraceful. All of these people need to have their feelings hurt with loud berating um, and yelling from a parent. This is incredible. So now they've tanked a, a Starbucks. And now, if if I was the mothership or something, I would say, beautiful, shut her down. Sayonara. That's how you guys wanted to shut down? Guess what? You shut it down. You all told us about some, uh, you know, dangerous yellow water. We can't. Can't operate the building. It's going to cost a lot to fix. It's probably a historical building around there. You can't do anything about that. It's probably cheaper for the company to put a stop to this Remarkable. It's just absolutely remarkable. All right. In keeping with entitled total jerks. You know what's interesting? What's interesting? I've had a revelation about Leah Thomas. Okay. Leah Thomas, who's the guy who's swimming as a girl now. He has the trans thing going, and it seems to be getting top surgery or something like that. It is whatever. But you know what he also has that he's retained from being a guy, which, of course, he is? Total jock arrogance. He's got a dude's jock arrogance. And mm-hmm. listen to it. This is this this is an ABC News interview with Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson is breaking her Thomas. silence. Thomas is breaking her silence. 
in pushing back. This ABC News reporter does everything she, and she's a real she, can to uh, you know work on behalf of Leah Thomas here. Uh, so uh, here it is. I knew there would be scrutiny against me if I uh, competed as a woman. Um, I was prepared for that, but I also don't need anybody's permission to be um, myself and to, to do the sport that I love. Assigned male at birth, Thomas... What was she at birth? Assigned male. Oh, okay. The doctor looked at her and guessed. Assigned male at birth? You know what? Well, guys, what are we uh, What are we thinking in this one? Anything? Well, you know, it is a, an, an even-numbered day. Let's just call this one a uh, boy. Here. Assigned male at birth, as ABC The News does the work. Grew up in Austin, Texas, where she says she fell in love with swimming when she was just four. But as she grew, she says she felt increasingly disconnected to her body. Wait, but, but listen. She fell in love with swimming when she was four? Mm-hmm. When she was four, he fell in love with swimming. No, you're not allowed to. It's retroactive. Oh, I see. It was She was always a she. Okay. There was yeah. actually a debate when Caitlyn Jenner came out as trans about, uh, you know, a bunch of, it was like on Wikipedia, a bunch of people were trying to update the Bruce Jenner right. uh, Wikipedia page to say that Caitlyn Jenner had like set women's records and all these things because obviously Caitlyn Jenner was always a woman the whole time. And you have to believe that's part of the thing that you have to believe if you're in on this. Right. I feel like I was a boy. I, I was like, this isn't, this isn't me. This isn't who I am. Thomas earned a spot at her Ivy League dream school, UPenn, on the men's team. But by her sophomore year, she... I like that, that Thomas earned a spot. Earned a spot. She says her gender dysphoria left her depressed and suicidal. I was barely going to classes. I could really barely get out of bed. And I, I said, I can't, I can't live like this anymore. I want to be able to do things I enjoy. Even if it might cost me my swimming class. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's part of what kept me from transitioning for so long is I wasn't sure um, if I could um, <clears throat> continue swimming and doing the sport that I loved. Thomas began HRT, hormone replacement therapy, in May of her sophomore year, 2019. The mental and emotional changes actually happened very quickly. I was feeling a lot better mentally. I was, I was less depressed and I lost muscle mass. And I became a lot weaker and a lot, a lot slower in the water. Oh, wait. Oh, I see. So it was a sacrifice that she made in order to survive. Right. She became worse at swimming. Right. Which is objectively true. If you take a bunch of estrogen, then you will get worse at swimming. Unfortunately, not worse enough to uh, rank the same in terms of where you fall in the swimming rankings as people who went through their entire puberty with on estrogen, essentially. After following NCAA guidelines of a year of hormone therapy to change gender categories, Thomas started her senior year on the women's team. But her success in the water was met with outrage. By the way, so it's showing Thomas up there with huge, broad shoulders mm -hmm. and a muscular male physique. Right, because once you go through male puberty, you can't undo it. Right. Leading up to the NCAA championships, her critics say she jumped in the rankings between the men's and the women's team. And there are some. Her critics. 
I mean, she did jump in the rankings. Critics the say that. That's <laughs> critics. Don't know. Some who look at the data and suggest that you're enjoying. Make sure you're very careful, ABC reporter. It's like bomb diffusion here. There's some people who look at the data and maybe suggest um, that you're enjoying a competitive advantage. What do you say to that? There's a lot of factors that go into a race and how how well you do. And the biggest change for me is that I'm happy. And oh. And that uh, increased his propulsion by tenfold. Happiness, <laughs> we know that, you know, in, in uh, fish, it d determines their speed. Sophomore year, um, where I had my best times competing with the men, I was miserable. And so having... Because you weren't winning. ...that be lifted is incredibly relieving and allows me to put my all into training into racing trans people do, do have we taken a happy reading from the other girls about their happiness at all it's also interesting that like the i think it was a yale student who beat mm -hmm. leah thomas in one race um who's a girl transitioning to be a boy mm -hmm. also swims on the girls team right i mean did no one well, let her I don't know, know? did no one let her know that if she goes on the boys' team, that her happiness will make her go faster, and she'll similarly shoot right. up in the rankings in the men's swimming and be able to set men's swimming records. Um, because I don't know if anyone told her that her happiness would just magically make her do better at the sport if she joined the men's swim team. I mean, he joined the men's swim team. Right. So, so you're not seeing the video here. I'm, so I'm seeing. It, but when she just said, or he just said, "Well, I, I was, I was happy." just absolutely lit up now what is this entitlement that the at the end of the day the most important thing that happens here is that some dude who now wants to be a girl is happy guys we're gonna crush your swimming dreams ladies sorry about that oh but that doesn't feel right well leah's not happy unless she gets to <laughs> oh I didn't know that. I didn't know happy was a thing. That it meant that the rest of the world would have to bend into uh, pretzels to uh, cater to your happiness level. Yeah, I also uh, am not win winning swimming races. And, um, you know, I would like everybody to let me so that I can also feel that happiness that Leah Thomas is experiencing. Don't transition for athletics. We transition to be happy and authentic and authentic. If this ain't some custom grade gaslighting, we transition to be authentic. Uh, I'm not so sure that's not uh, nuclear level, ironic, backwards ass BS. Well, yeah, being authentic and your real quote, real self doesn't generally need to involve tons of hormone and surgery and medicalization if your body, which was totally normal and healthy beforehand. Happy. Our true selves. Transitioning to get an advantage is not something that ever factors into our decisions. You didn't... No. Not at all. Oh, then do you mind just quickly going back Mom, to the racing? Me. Okay. Okay. I can't. We'll be done in 10 minutes, okay? No, out.
Out, okay, out, 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 the, out. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Get along for ten minutes. Ten minutes. Guys, guys, get along. Each time I hear a noise that sounds like somebody going nuts is another day without an iPad or a screen. How come they don't care about me being happy, the kids? It's odd. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I mean, so I'm just wondering like how far this logic goes, right? Because I mean, plenty of women want a boob job to like Mm -hmm. feel happy and feel good about their bodies and not hate themselves when they look in the mirror. Plenty of people who are larger don't like how they look when they look in the mirror and feel that their true self is a skinnier person and would like to get free weight loss surgery and get to be a skinnier person so like where how is everything is every surgery that you want and modification to your body to be happy like is getting a tattoo covered if you can't be happy without a tattoo well yeah but i also i just think there's some happy privilege happening here and a lot of it has to do with the patriarchy you know being prioritized the boy wants to be the best girl at something, and if he doesn't get to be, then he's not going to be happy. So you girls have to let him be. It's crazy. (laughs) You talk about weird feminists. Oh, my God. It's nuts. Say... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why, too. Like, it seems like there's a much more active movement amongst feminists about this in England. And, like, maybe the J.K. Rowling thing has activated people or something. But I see much more of it coming from mm-hmm. British sources, too. I read an article recently in Scotland there. Uh, there is sort of an outcry because a lot of the uh, men who transition to live as women while they're in prison so that they can go be in the women's prison. Right. Um it turns out when they leave prison, end up deciding that they're not trans and going off hormones and going back to living as men. Huh. My goodness. Well, I mean, they <laughs> certainly were happy being surrounded by all those ladies in prison. They were happy. It's funny you say that because but because in a Blockton Reported podcast, uh, Jesse Single or somebody was mentioning that... Like, where are the feminist voices, et cetera? And Katie Herzog lost her mind, Alice, on the podcast. You should listen to it. Mm-hmm. Saying that, that feminists and lesbians have been talking about this for a long time. I hadn't right. known about it, but but anyway. Transition to win more medals. No. Thomas quickly became a lightning rod. 16 of her own teammates and some of their parents wrote anonymous letters, arguing Thomas posed a threat to women's sports. By the way, anonymous letters. They wrote anonymous letters. Yeah, because if they wrote a letter with their name on it, you'd ruin their lives and make sure they could never get a job. Exactly. The ABC (laughs) reporter did not tell us. Give us that information. The women who signed the letter anonymously said that they absolutely supported your right to transition, but they simply think it's unfair for you to compete against cisgendered women. You can't go halfway and be like, I support trans women and trans people, but only only to a certain point. Here's the tell right here. Mm-hmm. Here's the dark covenant, the deal with the devil that that he's presenting right now. Can't go you halfway. You better be all in. You better be all in. If you don't support this guy winning all the medals against the girls, then you are totally anti-trans. You might as well be hating and threatening. I Just, think the left this is, in general... But, but Alice, this, 
is a creeping threat. Mm-hmm. And this is dangerous stuff. But I think I think that trans activists are concerned because this girl's sports issue is something that I've seen. I mean, I follow a lot of news and I'm a weirdo, but I, I've seen like normal people who don't follow much news, like be upset about and kind of be like, whoa, I didn't know Democrats were going to do this. Like I voted for Joe Biden because Trump was crazy, but I didn't think this was going to happen. It's having boys play girls sports is something that a lot of normal people know is nuts right right? and i think the left is going to regret um the left in general and trans activists in particular are going to regret tying the progress that's been made by trans people in people just wanting to be nice to them and have them live in society and not get hurt or killed or whatever right like in tying that to crazy issues that we all know are nuts, like having men play women's sports. Right. Right. And and it's the same as like the abortion thing is it's right. Like all they have to do is not be crazy because there are a lot of people that sort of like don't want to make a big fuss about the abortion issue that say they support Roe v. Wade when they get pulled in general feel fine with abortion, like in the first trimester, but then like get squeamish once we're talking about like a baby and, the left's refusal to like give any ground on late term abortions and like ascent and like care for babies born alive and like stuff like that. Like, I think it absolutely it, it radicalizes a lot of people against them. The fact that they they choose to go all in on the most wild, insane positions like it doesn't matter what it is. They go all out and it's like, no, you have to have trans people in the in girl sports you have to believe that caitlin jenner a woman won all those deca- what did bruce jenner even win decathlons or something yeah. i don't know but, but like i i just i i think that this is a big miscalculation on their part but and this is also this spokesperson is not a good spokesperson to say you have to support everything I do. And if you don't, you don't support an entire community of people who are endangered. That's some kind of dark extortion yeah. this poor person is doing. You have to love everything I do. Well, no, because one thing I know about men and women, a lot of them are selfish and immoral. And this appears to be one of them. So regardless of the gender, this con artist bully is you know trying to extort us and threaten us and intimidate us. You better like what I do, or else you're not in for trans people. Bull. That is horse manure. Cisgendered women. You can't go halfway and be like, I support trans women and trans people, but only only to a certain point. Where if you support trans women as women, and they've met all the all the NCA requirements, and then I don't know if you can really say something like that. Oof. Well, Trans maybe women. the NCAA requirements, Leah, should be different. Right. Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, like trans women as women, and they've met all the all the NCA requirements. And then I don't know if you can really say something like that. Trans women are not a threat to women's sports. While the science on transgender athletes is new and evolving, some medical experts say the effects of higher testosterone during male puberty may never be fully erased. What are the physical aspects uh, that trans women may not be able to roll back 
with hormone therapy. Obviously, issues related to body size, airway size, hand size, foot size, perhaps bone density, and so forth. But I think the main... Other than that, you know, other than that, nothing. Other than everything, nothing. The main thing is the, just the interactions of exercise training and skeletal muscle. Are you saying that years of hormone therapy cannot put trans women in a place to compete with cisgender women? I think that evidence so far would suggest that periods of a year, two years, three years, four years is probably insufficient. There is this concept of... Yeah, I don't like that. So it's interesting, you know, Michael Phelps' ex-girlfriend is trans. I don't know if you knew this about him. Okay. But it was a bit of a debate because he at one point during this Leah Thomas thing said that she should compete with the guys. Um, and, you know, the ex-girlfriend was mad and went to the press and said, like, you know, he has physical advantages, which is obviously true. He's like a weird genetic freak. He has mm-hmm. like webbed toes or whatever. That he, right. like, he's better at swimming than a lot of people. Right. Which is true. You have these like bell curves of people. And there are a lot of there's a lot of overlap between men who are good at swimming and women who are good at swimming and the same with running and everything else. Right. But, you know, when you get to the very elite tail of that bell curve, um, you know, the men, the men, those very elite men are going to outpace the women completely. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I we're still only seeing the very beginnings of this issue because we're still only seeing like relatively mediocre men decide to become women and play women's sports but there's going to come a time when somebody who's a man who's really good at one of these sports as a man is going to turn around and decide to become trans right. and well, then well had Bruce Jenner the, done that in the 70s then right. he would have still held every single female record for everything he ever did exactly so you know and Obviously, trans activists love to point out that, like, if this is the case, how come every trans person doesn't dominate? Well, because of those bell curves, right? It, because, you know, there are a lot of women who are really good at some of these sports and are better than a lot of men at them, right? And there aren't that many trans people. So, you know, it's just statistically, it's unlikely you're going to get one of the guys who's really, really, really good at a sport uh, deciding to be trans. But we're... The number of trans people <laughs> appears to be rapidly going up in society. And, um, and you know, and just we're playing a statistics game here. So we are going to get one eventually. We are going to have a world-class mm-hmm. male runner here win one of these marathons in the women's category. So here sometime. is the, here is the, uh, the ultimate uh, dig, atta- affront to women. Of the legacy effects of testosterone and that that can't ever be zero. Should that eliminate or disqualify transgender women? I'm not a medical expert, but there is, there's a lot of variation among cis uh, female athletes. There are cis women who are very tall and very muscular and have more testosterone than another cis woman. And should that then also disqualify them? In general. Thoughts? Well, I mean, that's what I said, right? Like, you know, there there are women who are. Yeah, but the fact that swimming. he's saying it, Alice, is yeah, an antagonization right. of women, of saying, "Well, too bad, you guys are different too, and I'm just different too, and I'm just you. I also have long hair and have a girl's name too, so I'm just the same as you." 
Right. And I mean, we've seen this debate. I think it was last year. We read the thread of the woman who proposed that the reason there's girls sports is because men kicked them out of men's sports because they were beating all the men and actually women are better at sports. But like everybody with a brain knows that that's not true, you know, which is why that I think it's such a mistake for leftists to stake out these positions that are, you know, every normal person knows that they're absolutely insane backwards the exact reverse of the truth positions Mm -hmm. you know i i mean good luck by the way to the democrats who have to campaign in november on women's sports exist because women are better at sports than men actually and men kick them out and we should just get rid of women's sports as a category and let it all be unisex like have fun with that one because i i don't know and i don't know about uh, I don't think people are going to like either uh, Title IX being used to push women out of women's sports since Title IX has historically been a tool to get more women into sports and more women into college. Well, if you don't do it, Allison, you lose your lunch money. Unless you let in high school, as we've talked about, if you brought up before, unless you let the high school boys, 16-year-old boys, who uh, when I was in high school, I didn't know this was an option, um, shower alongside the girls, the 16-year-old girls in high school, well, then the Biden takes your lunch money mm-hmm. away. We got a problem <laughs> in this country. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, I think the American people know that we have a problem because um, Biden's White House has remained historically unpopular and the left has like been in a tizzy about this. Rumors are swirling that Biden's going to like kick out Ron Klain. NBC News did a big piece on it today mm-hmm. all about how, you know, he's frustrated that people don't see all the good things that they're doing and he needs to work on his message and rethink the message. So they're going to focus on the economy for the next month. And message all the great things they've done for the economy. Uh, So uh, thinking about Biden and the economy the next time you're at the store, uh, I certainly have been. But uh, you can reach out to us, as always, on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. We're also at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast and Burn Barrel Podcast.com. You can shoot us an email, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. Um, or you can leave us a message at burnbarrelpodcast.com. That's a chat chat. Sorry we didn't get to that today, but we will pick it back up again tomorrow or in the next few days. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.